1: There's no disrespect, so when I bust them around, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to face. Oh, all the band is out on the field. He's going to move. He's going to go. He's going to go. So I'm break away from tradition. Because when we be out, girl, let's pull it be that We are got one in the right, down the line. It may go. When go crazy, folks. Everybody crazy. And the in-down pass it. comes into Detroit. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elos. Let's get it started, let's get it started in here Let's get it
2: started, let's get it started in here let's What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to the opening line We are your host, Witson Roz We only have one person joining us today at the round table And that is Jared Rubin We got him off the golf train He was watching the memorial this weekend But it was a runaway for John Rahm And uh, we got you here, Rube. how you doing today? Doing good, yeah, I was watching some
0: golf, but Ron was kind of wiping the floor with everyone else, so figured I'd talk with you fools for a little bit.
2: Well, we're talking fantasy running backs, but before we get there, Wits, how are you doing today, my co-host?
3: I'm doing great, thanks for the recognition, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, add a little 2019 fantasy champion to the rest of that, because we're uh, still on the fantasy train, so yeah. We should
0: yeah we should get our proper introductions for
3: these fantasy podcasts. yeah why don't you reintroduce introduce Rube too because okay. he deserves some recognition. You want,
2: want me to do both? Got it. Yes. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. I'm your host, Roz. I'm joined by two very special individuals today. One of the usual roundtable suspects are 2018 fantasy football Kevin Marsh Memorial League champion Jared Rubin, and on the other podium we've got the 2019 Kevin Marsh Memorial League champion. Xander Horwitz. Guys, thank you so much for blessing me with your presence, you two champions. Fuck off. Thank you. Hope both of you trip on your own nuts and lose this year.
3: Well, our names will still be on the trophy. Am I right, Rube?
2: Yep. yep. If you ain't
0: first, you're last. So, Roz, I'm sure you're excited for yet another fifth place finish with a <laughs> loss that you're going to bitch about in the first round of the playoffs for another year. And then we'll be back next year.
2: Well, the reason I think I have had the most sixth-place finishes or first-round exits in our league is because of the position we are discussing today. I seem to have a lot of trouble finding the right running back. I also have been screwed. There's been some collusion with the draft picks in order of the draft. I get very late picks every year, and I'm never in the room to see it happen. So I, I want to put a little collusion Well, you will be there. this year. I will be this year. I will be in the building in Deerfield, Illinois, where the majority of this league is at. Um, I'm excited for that. No excuses this year. It'll be great. I'm excited. We're, uh, what is it? I counted last week. We have seven weeks now. Seven weeks until that day. It's very exciting news. But guys, before we get into the actual players and rankings, I just wanted to—I just want to get your opinions on it as the league is ever evolving, as fantasy football is ever evolving, and as we stay a one-quarterback league. Is the running back position not the most important position in fantasy football?
0: Yeah, I think it definitely is. I think the, the way running backs look these days is a lot different than it did six, eight years ago whenever we started this league. Um, A lot of those bell cow running backs, you kind of just give them the ball three times inside the five-yard line. That's how you rely on them to score. Now, like the best running backs in the league have that ability coming out of the backfield. So I think how you look at them is different, but I still think it's always going to be the most important position in fantasy football, just because of the lack of depth sometimes there is at the position where wide receivers, you can find kind of 50 guys. I mean, not 50, but 30 really good receivers where running back that's not necessarily the case.
3: Yeah, I I agree with Rube. I mean, when you look at like the value based drafting, um, it's interesting concept because like most quarterbacks will score more points than most running backs. But you know, the differences between the top running back and the 10th running back between like the top and 10th quarterback, um, that gap starts, starts to widen a lot more quickly. So, you know, if you can find a good one or two um, and even get blessed with three, then you're in a, you're in a really good spot because there's, there's a lot of good receivers out there, especially in a league with a waiver wire. Like, there, there's always guys popping up who can you know, help you win games, but, you know, you really only get one shot to draft a McCaffrey, a Barkley, and Elliott. So they are extremely important. And the, the position is, is pretty strong, I think. I think Roz, Roz has a different opinion, but I think the running back position is pretty strong this year.
2: I don't, I'm not saying it's not strong. I'm just saying, based off of the numbers that we talked about before the show, numbers were down last season for running backs. Roz numbers. And there was the McCaffrey who put up 413, which is almost unprecedented. But you have to look at the fact that he also had 1,000 receiving yards to go with that, which is insane. So you get those outliers, like last week we talked about Lamar Jackson kind of being an outlier. You get that with McCaffrey. I think it'll all even out. I, like, I, I do think it's the most important position in fantasy. I just never nail it down the right way. You're the whisperer, Wits. I mean, you come out with Carson and Jones last year. You look like a champ. Um, I got to ask, like I did last week, we'll start with you, Wits, here. Is McCaffrey the number one running back? Just like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes were slated as the one. McCaffrey, is he the clear number one running back?
3: Yeah, I think he's definitely the clear number one. Like, does that make me want to have the first pick? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't see him repeating what he did. But even if he only was seventy five percent of the player he was last year, he would still be number one. Um, so I think he, he's set up for a lot of success. He's great, and I've actually I've got a great trivia for the both of you. Who is the last running back that repeated back to back years in PPR scoring? Uh, to lead the league.
2: Adrian Peterson. Nope. Sean Alexander.
3: Nope. Rube's a lot. He's getting closer time-wise.
2: LT. Holmes. No. Nope. Wasn't LT. What What'd you say, Rube? Priest Holmes. Yep.
3: Priest Holmes. Wow. Great call. 2002-2003 was the last back-to-back fantasy running back to lead the league two years in a row. So it's a long, that's a long time. It's almost 18 years. I don't know if McCaffrey's going to do it again, but we'll see. definitely could.
2: It's definitely something we have to see, and I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat here in a minute, but I'll give it a little time to cool off. I want to talk about the rest of the top five that we have in fantasy, and that looks like Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry going in order uh, two through five. Any of those guys you like in particular above all else, or do you think there's somebody left out of the top five?
0: Um. I don't know. I mean, I think Saquon at the two there is properly slated there. Derrick Henry scares me a little just because of how big he is and bigger guys, I feel like tend to get injured more.
3: Oh, you didn't mean um, like scared, the like scared actually out him. <laughs> well, well big
0: dude. I mean, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to be on the defensive line against Derrick Henry. That's for sure. But,
3: um, I feel like
0: it might catch up to him a little bit with all the carries and stuff he got last year. Um, but like but going back to the other point, I think McCaffrey's a clear number one. I think he's basically two players in one because the Carolina skill positions are so bad. And Bridgewater, I don't think, is gonna be a guy that's gonna throw the throw the ball down the field very often. So I think he's set up in another great position. Just a better version of Kyle Allen throwing him the ball this year basically. So.
2: <laughs> I'd say it's an upgrade. Yeah. And I, I don't know what they did at the skill position, so he could be another guy going for another 100 receptions, which is mind-boggling as well. Time for the hot seat because we're at the top portion of the fantasy running back rankings. Xander, I'll give you a break because you need to be the Houdini and think about things. But right now, we just picked out of the hat. All three of us just got the first overall pick in this year's fantasy draft. Which of these running backs are you taking, Rube? You have the first pick. You're actually used to that. You've had the first pick in our league before. Uh who are you going with this year having the first pick?
0: I think McCaffrey. I don't think it's really even close.
2: I, I don't think there's this any is,
0: argument for not
2: taking him. No, but don't sh-
0: I don't this want to you're right? I don't I don't this is want a bad question.
2: No, no, no no it's not because you said you wouldn't take McCaffrey and that's the whole reason I asked this question. No
3: see you put words in I said I and wouldn't want the number said. one pick. That is you, not You see, said that today. Me.
2: You said that today, but we've had many phone conversations that are not on this wavelength, and I know for a fact you said you were going to take McCaffrey. That was why I'm asking. If you're going with McCaffrey, that's fine. Tuck the tail between your legs.
3: I've said I wasn't going to take McCaffrey, but if you said I have the number 1 yeah, pick, who number am number I going to take?
2: With.
3: Yeah, then I would take McCaffrey. Right. But I would rather not have the number 1 pick.
2: All right. Well, Xander, tail between two legs. It's a horrible legs. question. Tail between two legs, he's taking McCaffrey. Ethan, on the other hand, as I will talk about myself in third person, I wouldn't oh go that route. I would go okay. with a man I have been excited about year in and year out. He's going to have his first training camp back in two years. He would have been my first pick last year. Might not have turned out the right way since McCaffrey clearly was the one. But Ezekiel Elliott forever and always will be my guy. The be- <laughs> I love Ezekiel Elliott in this aspect that as, he is not slowing down.
0: As commissioner... As commissioner, I'm going to give you the number one pick. Okay. If, if everyone agrees to it, I'll give it to you. You go
3: take I, Zeke and go to I agree. Quarters. I think Raj <laughs> should get the number one pick and have absolutely no excuse for his lackluster performance anymore.
2: Taking Zeke. Just look at his numbers over the years. It's by but far I,
3: way- I am not. I, I agree with you. I think Zeke is awesome and out of the top five. He's the most consistent out of those five I think if you look at his whole career but I mean to take him number one when you could have him at three I mean that I mean that's why our name's are on the trophy and yours isn't
2: well let me just that's, let me just tell you real quick last year 1357 year before, you're not, you're not gonna hear
3: an argument from me about that Zeke is great
2: when he gets 15 to 16 games in it's it's an impressive feat so I'm gonna I would go Zeke uh, in almost a heartbeat. I know there's there's the McCaffrey argument to be made, but I I'm feeling Zeke. And that's I I'm glad I got that question out. As bad as a question as you think it is, wits. But we move on. We keep going down the list. What's up everybody? While well, we're trying to get you guys the safe picks for your fantasy football draft, I wanna help you be safe at home. What is the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole f- home for 24/7. Order online, open the box, place the sensor, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple, and I can't break in, which is even more important. Head to simplysafecom slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee that simplysafecom slash team feels good to be fearless. We got six Delvin Cook, who always freaks me out because of injuries, Joe Mixon at seven, Nick Chubbs at eight, Kenyon Drake hopping in the top ten at nine, and Miles Sanders at ten, I have a lot to say about all of those guys. Um, I'll let you take the first crack, Rube, um, at this bottom five of the top ten and what you think of these players. Just a lot of eh. It's a lot of eh. Lot of, okay. lot of,
3: eh. Um, <laughs> um, you got you to gotta have the eye of the Jew. I don't know. <laughs> you got uh, to see the talent.
0: I don't love Joe Mixon. I don't think he plays on a good enough team. Uh, Dalvin Cook, yeah, he's great when he plays. Sanders. Eh. Uh, who was the other one?
2: Drake and uh, Chubb. Drake? Yeah, sure. I'll go with Kenyon Drake. I like them. Wow, you sound like the Thomas Gandolfi of this week. You got so much great input on these players. You got my biggest competitor on the line here. Not you, Rob. Yeah, I
3: got I to gotta <laughs> watch what I say.
2: <laughs> I've got a lot of thoughts. I like um, how you put the integrity of the show to the side so that you, you don't say anything. Because you think one of us is going to jack your fucking picks. Dude,
3: this is a big deal. This fantasy league, like money aside, I'm paid, there's I'm a lot. i
2: to
0: paid a dollar to do this show. Potentially get paid more than a dollar if things go right. Cool.
3: Yeah, and even besides the money in the league, it's, it's a pride thing. And Roz, when your name is not on that trophy and mine is, I'm going to, you know, if it's what I don't say on this show, so be it. But I'll, I'll give a little insight on my thoughts. Um, Dalvin Cook, you know, I think could easily be the number one back if he plays a full 16-game slate, which is something he's never been able to do. Even last year, he was unbelievable, missed the last two games. Um, Joe Mixon, I'm a big fan of. Even with the offense last year, he was a top three fantasy running back in the second half of the year. So if Joe Burrow can be better than Andy Dalton, which if he's better than average— he will be better. We'll see what happens. Baseline He's a maybe. lot of weapons. Yeah, he's a great, a great baseline. So Joe Mixon is a guy who's going to touch the ball a lot. You know, Gio Bernard. I don't even. Is he still in Cincinnati? I really don't know.
2: Probably. I'm going to go with the I don't know either.
3: I, I was thinking he probably is. He's been there for a long time. Uh, Nick Chubb, guy who worries me a little bit, just because he's in the same backfield with Kareem Hunt. And it's not to say he couldn't have a great year, but. You know, he was the 18th best running back compared to Kareem Hunt being 22 when they were both on the field together. So that, that scares me a little bit. Kenyon Drake, I like. I like the Cliff Kingsbury offense, and he was clearly the best back in Arizona last year. And then Miles Sanders, um, pretty high on him. I think he's, he's going to be one of those guys taken near the, the back end and maybe the first round, probably a second-round pick. That um, could have a monster year and – Play himself into a top five role next year. So, dude,
2: you take, he,
3: you take that what you want, Roz.
2: I well, here's my qualm I think, especially with Sanders, who I think is great. My qualm with Philadelphia is they're similar to the Patriots, it's backed by who's hot. I mean, they have four running backs. I mean, Jay Jayi got a run last year at some point. Um, I don't know, I don't ever trust anything in Philadelphia. I think everybody's a weapon there, and they use everybody throughout the entire game. I mean, Zach Ertz, a down year last year, and there was no real receiver talent. Like, how do you not just feed the ball to this kid? But, in my opinion, a rookie. Sa- Sa- I was talking about Ertz there, who's not a rookie. But Sanders, on the other hand, who is a stud, I think he should be the featured number one. I don't think that's ever going to be the case in Philadelphia. So, we'll see. I don't like it. He's a Dude, guy I don't I mean, touch.
3: I know the past couple years, but... When you talk about featured backs in the past 15 years, Philadelphia's probably had two two of the top – I don't want to put a number on it, but two of the top fantasy backs. You look at guys like LaShawn McCoy and Brian Westbrook. Miles Sanders might be number three
2: Man, in line. We'll I'm not sure. I do want to give more credit to Mixon than Rube did. I think Burroughs, like you said, it's going to be better than Dalton. All they have to do is be better than average. A.J. Green's back. They've got – T. Higgins, the young kid. So their weapons are better, for sure. What about what about John Ross? They're trying to trade John Ross. but if I Ross. Keep What about Tyler Boyd? Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd as well.
3: Left out two big names there.
2: Yeah, but John, Ross.
3: Can only,
0: John Ross can only run this straight line. I don't think he can move.
2: Well, we clearly think, see how Jared feels about John Ross, but a lot of weapons there, and that's why I like Joe Mixon. When I look back to this list even more... I think the thing that scares me about Nick Chubb is what you said, which The fact that I could still play Kareem Hunt in my lineup last year, and he stole a bunch of points from Chubb. I know you're going to make a joke. I'm going to hold off on your joke for a second. Dalvin Cook I drafted way back when, and the guy got hurt. I'm literally the unluckiest running back picker of all time. I've had Gurley on both of his off years, an injured David Johnson, an injured Dalvin Cook. I cannot get the running backs right, so... We'll see how it all goes. Lastly, I didn't say anything about Kenyon Drake. That's a wait-and-see project. I think the whole Arizona Cardinals team is a wait-and-see project. I hope it's good. I love D-Hop and would love to see if I could get D-Hop in the second round, but that's a conversation for next week. Um, we go down. We leave the top ten. I'm just going to rattle off some names. Wits his boy. Aaron Jones is at 11. Josh Jacobs at 12. Eckler at 13. Clyde's Edward Hilaire? Is it Hilaire? I thought yep. it was It's Hilaire. Hilaire. Wow, yeah, I was very yeah. I was very taken aback by that. I thought it was like Sinclair. Anyways, he is at fourteen, Melvin Gordon fifteen, James Conner sixteen, Chris Carson seventeen, Gurley at eighteen, Jonathan Taylor at nineteen, which me that puts him ahead of Marlon Mack. And then we've got Mark Ingram rounding out the twenty. I think those names are better than six to ten. I can find at least four names in there I like better than the six to ten ranking.
0: Yeah, I mean we rattle them off so fast. I think I only remember like two of them that you talked about, but um, the
2: two you care yeah, about.
0: I've always liked rookie running backs for some reason. And I don't know, Clyde Edwards, helaire I mean, you get a piece of that Chiefs offense, it's kind of like with the Saints getting a piece of their offense. So I don't know, I like him. Who else do you even talk about? Aaron Jones could see him coming back to earth a little bit. Got a lot of touchdown luck last year. Um, yeah, I don't know, that's my. The ones I remember talking about.
3: What you yeah. Um, I think edwards Hilaire. interesting. You know, it seems like he could be set up for a really big role. But, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen him play in the NFL in that offense. I know it's an unbelievable offense, but I don't really know exactly, exactly what the role is going to look like. Um, but I, I think overall, this is really where the drafts are, are won and lost. Um and I, I'm not not to pick on your odds, but you know this is, I think, what happens if you if you happen to miss on on a top guy, which usually there's not a ton of misses. Like you know a guy like Zeke, um, Derek Henry, McCaffrey, guys like that, they have a pretty good year. It's a good building block for the team, but these middle round running backs, if you can find a couple that end up doing really well. That's what I think kind of sets set your team apart. Um, so finding this year's Aaron Jones, you know guys like that. Um, I do agree with Rube. I think I think there's going to be some regression. I mean, he he led the league in rushing touchdowns last year, and with you know the drafting AJ Dillon uh, by the Packers, which was a, a questionable move. I think it's going to eat into probably some of the goal line carries. Um, and then we look at Todd uh, Gurley. I think one of the one of my bigger question marks in fantasy because. If he ended up the year as you know a top three running back, would I be surprised? No, but if he was outside the top twenty, I don't think I would be that surprised either. So picking uh, picking in this part of the draft and probably those rounds like three through eight, where you get a, a lot of good names, um, don't exactly know how they're going to pan out. And you know a guy like David Johnson down around twenty, you know could he be a top five back? Absolutely. So this is a uh, interesting interesting part of the draft, and there's a lot of, a lot of interesting names guy like Melvin Gordon going to Denver. Chris Carson, I think, is appropriately ranked around 15. But, I don't know, he, he had a really good year last year. A little trouble holding onto the ball. So, I don't know, this is kind of a crapshoot. And then also a guy like Leonard Fournette. You know, what, what does he do this year? Uh, I'm, I'm interested. But, Rod, let's get your take on the running backs.
2: <laughs> well, Eckler is the interesting one. Because Eckler, if we want to talk about how I feel about losing playoff games... Eckler was a 20 minutes before kickoff replacement for Lee for almost no reason. And Melvin Gordon is back at this point. And for some odd reason, the one week he goes over 35 points happens to be that week against me to eliminate me because that is the only player on that team and that amount of points is what set me back. So I lost to Eckler. I'm curious. Now there is no more Melvin Gordon. There isn't Philip Rivers anymore, which he was a checkdown monster. I mean, we'll have to see what what they do with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert there. But Eckler is interesting. It's his backfield, in my opinion. I think he is could be like kind of a poor man's Christian McCaffrey, but it's still good enough to be a top two round kind of guy. Um, so he he's intriguing me. Melvin Gordon, I don't really want to touch. Philip Lindsay's a good running back. Like that's. They're going to battle that out. I don't give a shit. Both of them saying they're number one guys. I'm like, okay, they're still going to split you guys up. So that one is not as appealing to me. Uh, Chris Carson is just a Xander pick for me. I I don't have the balls to take him, but I know Xander will have the balls to take him when it's necessary. Um, I don't know. I, I, you got to find the new Chris Carson. Rob, I'm I'll not, let you draft him. I'm not... <laughs>
3: You can play on last year's stats, and I'll go. I'll go out and find the next
2: one. <laughs> exactly. I'm not big on James Conner in this either. They've got a new kid. Ooh,
3: I don't know. They've got a new kid there that.
2: that ultimately could take his job. And what I've been reading in some articles, then um, you you bring it up. I want to talk about Jonathan Taylor versus Marlon Mack. Is that just going to be a two-headed monster? I can't believe I'm seeing Taylor's name ahead of Mack. Does Mack now just regress completely? Mack didn't have a bad year last year. <laughs> He got hurt towards the end, but had a pretty good season to start it off. Curious your guys' take on that two-headed monster.
0: Yeah, the tricky thing is like with most teams, the NFL, I mean, outside of those top five, like workhorse backs, all these teams now have two guys. So you're going to kind of have to deal with that a little bit um, in one way or another. Um, like you talked about, Mel- um, Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay, I'm sure the Cardinals, like, as another example, are going to have someone else behind Kenyon Drake that's going to get the ball a lot. Um, David Johnson, there's Carlos Hyde still there in Houston, I think. Probably. Uh,
2: that or
1: two so other backs. He's, he's been
3: everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, stuff like that. I mean, so I think Jonathan Taylor, as a rookie, I think they're going to feed him the ball a good amount. So I think he'll. Return some decent value, but he's—it's it's not going to be—he's not going to get the ball eighty percent of the time. It's just not going to happen.
2: And then I want—yeah,
3: Indianapolis. That—that that situation is just—it's something that I'm not really interested in, just because I'm seeing all these names with guys who could take a clear leadership role in the backfield. Not to say that Taylor or Matt can't, but the start of the season—if you're—if you're telling me it's a coin toss, I mean the t- in the top thirty names here. I'm just seeing a lot of guys that I could kind of see t- taking hold of the backfield. Um, and I think one guy that we didn't mention.
2: Oh, I uh, want you to say the name, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm around the same wavelength. This guy's sitting outside the top 20. He's sitting at 24. I think you're going to say somebody different now that I'm thinking about it, but I'll let you go.
3: Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about a workhorse back who had a, an atrocious year Points-wise, for the amount of touches that he had, it was still okay. Le'Veon Bell. Yep.
2: Wow. Let's go! Look at this wavelength! There you go, Ron. Hell yeah, witch.
3: So, I mean, you remember, the Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh was, I'm not going to say he was up to McCaffrey's level, but he was just one of those guys who was, just every time he touched the ball was, he's putting up like 25 points a week. And last year with the Jets, was like three yards in a cloud of dust got 50 touches a game, but didn't really do much with it. There's a guy, you know, outside of the top 20 who is going to get the majority of touches. And if the Jets offense is any good, maybe a Le'Veon Bell kind of reverts back to form and finds himself into the top 10. So these, these are some questions that will all be answered, but are very tough before we see a, you know, an official snap of how things are going to play out. Um, you know, we talked about David Johnson getting another chance in Houston and then uh, another David I'm looking at this year uh, from the Bears. Well, I want to get your guys' thoughts on on David Montgomery this year.
2: I mean, review.
0: I think the Bears' offense is just a huge dumpster fire. Um, the only guy I think I would consider on that offense that like I actually wanted to start would be Alan Robinson. Outside of that, it's a whole bunch of garbage. I guess their new tight end—I forgot his name—could be okay, but. That offense, full sucks. Trubisky sucks. They're gonna have to win games ten to nine if they're gonna have any chance. So
2: I, I love the confident group. I stay away from all Bears players. Um, can't think of the last time I drafted one, honestly. Uh, so they, and that's not just to say because I'm a stiff Packers fan here. I've drafted Vikings and I've drafted Lions before. Um, I just the. The offense of the Bears has never been exciting, and I don't think it's going to start this year with that. Um, I wanted to, you were talking about Le'Veon Bell, especially because you gave some props to Sam Darnold last week. There, there's a shot with the or with the AFC East opened up a little bit because Brady's gone. I think the Jets can try to compete, and that'll keep Le'Veon Bell in the game longer. Another year in that system, a lot of less complaining from him like he was doing in Pittsburgh. I kind of like Le'Veon Bell. I don't know how far I could let him slip. I think he'll be snatched up pretty quickly. And then Todd Gurley, which you already mentioned. I don't know what to do there. That is, him and Aaron Rodgers just like sit on that draft board for way too long for me. And I never do it the right way. Both of them screaming to be drafted by me. I don't know if I could do it for the fourth time. I don't think I could take Todd Gurley, just because it's never worked out for me. But... Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, all number one picks at some point in somebody's fantasy draft, all sitting between 18 and 26. Pretty interesting. I think running backs, if I'm one for being an asshole and admitting I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. I feel for some reason this is going to be a deeper season for running backs than it has been in a long, long time. So we'll just have to wait and see. Let's go with Sleepers and Bus Rube. I know I'm not giving you a whole lot of time here. I'll try to talk over this for a second, but give me your sleepers and your bus.
0: Um, uh, one guy you didn't mention that's had good numbers recently is Damian Williams. Like I think just because Clyde Edwards walks in the door doesn't necessarily mean that Damian Williams is completely out of the picture. And then what I said before, the Chiefs are going to score 30 points a game. Everyone's kind of going to get theirs a little bit. So I don't know what he, what's he ranked on your list. Probably like... Mid-20s,
1: high-20s.
3: Uh, Damian Williams got him uh, like thirty, mid-30s.
0: Yeah, so a guy in there. I think yeah. he could and be.
3: Damian Williams, if you remember last year in the playoffs, yeah, he was, he was one of the most important players on that field for the Chiefs. Yeah. So I, I agree with Rube. Clyde Edwards, a kind of probably the sexier pick, like more potential. But Damian Williams, if you remember last year, um, people were very high on him. He was a... I want to say like a third round pick in a lot of leagues, uh, didn't quite work out, but the potential is was seen by somebody. So yeah. I agree, he could he could be a big factor over there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: bust. Uh, I'll go maybe Dalvin Cook. I'm just gonna bank on he's gonna get hurt.
3: It's all <laughs> like that. Probably a probably a fair bet.
2: Wiss, what about you? Ooh.
3: Um, so I'm going to go, let's go with the bus first. Cause I like talking about sleepers better. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be solid, but I think the Raiders are just going to be, I think they're going to have a pretty bad season. And I don't like, I don't like the game script possibilities for a guy like that. He is, I would consider a workhorse back. I think he's going to lose a few touches though to Jalen Rashard. And I don't like the thought of a guy who's mainly there to run the ball with a team that's not very good and probably going to be behind in a lot of games. So Josh Jacobs, I've got him at 10 right now. Probably will be, a, I'd say, locked into a second-round pick. But I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of guys from that 10 to 25 range that I'd rather have on my team than Jacob. But we'll see. He had, he had a great rookie year last year. And then to pick one one sleeper, this is... Uh, this is kind of tough, but I'm, I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Um, slated in right now, I think, is the starter for the Rams, and still a very high powered offense. I think Jared Goff, a little bit of an off year last year, but I think they come back. I think Cam Akers plays a big role. Uh, Darrell Henderson had a lot of opportunities last year and didn't really do much with it. And I think, you know, the drafting of Cam Akers out of Florida State, I think he could be, you know, if he was the top rookie running back. At the end of the year, I wouldn't be that surprised. And also another guy, I wouldn't say he's really a sleeper for his you know where he's ranked, but Devin Singletary up in Buffalo, I think should get a lot of work this year and could be a thousand yard, ten touchdown guy. So another guy that's on my radar.
2: Not bad. Uh, I'll go bus first. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I th- appreciate You're it. the whisperer, so I'll just give it to you. <laughs> bus, we'll go bus. Delvin Cook is up there for me along with Derek Hendry. We've seen the longevity of these Alabama running backs and how it's not. I know Mark Ingram had a bit of a resurgence last year. But, again, it's something to be seen. Eddie Lacy was a two-hit wonder. and I feel like Derrick Henry's had two good years in a row now. Um, So I would be staying away from him. Interesting sleeper. Deep, deep sleeper, potentially. Ronald Jones from Tampa. Because it's him. Dude, yeah. I
3: hope you take Ronald
2: Jones. It's him and Kayshawn Va- Vaughn, who they just drafted this year. But if people know, I famously dra- dropped James White. And if we all know, Tom Brady and his check down monster gameplay uh, is big. So I think one of those running backs are going to gain a significant boost to their fantasy value. Would I take them early on? Absolutely not. But he needs a good, or he needs a running back. Doesn't matter if they're good or not to dump the ball off to. And Ronald Jones has been there for three years, so hopefully he knows the system a bit. Um, I'm you know glad. what?
3: I'm, I want to throw a flag on your Alabama running back comment because I, I think I, I have to disagree. Derrick Henry is one of the top running backs in the game,
2: Trent Richardson. Mark.
3: Can I name the good? I know they all haven't been good, but I think that, that theory I think has gotten a little bit overblown. A few years ago, fine, but you got Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, who's had a very solid career, and especially getting a lead role in Baltimore. You have Ken Kenny and Drake, who had his first opportunity to be a major starter the second half of last year. Wasn't it with a oh, top ten? And he was a major guy.
2: starter in Miami.
3: Dude, it was Miami. Okay.
2: Still in so place to be a starter. He was
3: great, and then Josh Jacobs, probably the best rookie running back in the league last year. So I'm just, I just wanted to throw a quick flag on your Alabama running back comment. I, I don't think it was warranted.
2: Okay, flag received. 15 <laughs> yards on the play. We're walking it back a little bit, but I'm looking at another potential sleeper down this list. Kind of tough because you're talking to somebody who sucks. When it comes to these wide or running backs, I like the Cam makers as well, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, God, you guys really were off-putting about Jordan Howard and Matt Breida or Miami as a whole, because I like that idea, but we'll see how that turns out. I'm going to go with my boy Sony Michelle. I think he is because there's no longer—let there be known—there is no longer <laughs> short past Tom in New England. Now we have short pass Cam, and they're, he has always had good running backs behind him. He's had McCaffrey, Stewart, Williams. There's always something good behind him, especially since he can move. Sonny Michelle being the workhorse, I think he's going to get more play. I think it's going to be more of like an eye form for them. I'm feeling good about that statement right there. You can all laugh and cheer, however you want to go about it. But Sony Michelle, Dude,
3: if we we're just in your head, you don't even have any any confidence, any conviction in your sleeper you and bust. You've got no conviction. Just yeah. be honest. Why are you looking for approval from us?
2: I'm. I don't need your approval. I just said that.
3: <laughs> yes, you do. You absolutely do. Dude, have have some balls. Go out and pick a good running back. Can't be that hard. Pick Alley one. one.
0: Pick Sony in the third round. Okay, well, I, Todd I'm Gurley, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Roz,
3: you're setting up for a two-win season, so you better buckle up. You better shape up.
2: We'll see. Maybe maybe what I'm using this for is to like tell you guys I'm going one direction, and then I give a quick hezy at the draft, and you're like, whoa, this kid came ready to play. Hey,
3: with every direction you want to go, buddy, I think that's fine with me and Ru. Everything about the draft, do, do no, one,
2: no one knows how good your draft was
0: on draft night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude,
3: yeah. everybody has a good draft. That's the way it goes.
0: Well, last year was actually the first time I felt like I had a not good draft in my life, I think, and it definitely showed. Well, you're, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. Your story came out probably two days after the draft, and that was the start of the end for the defending champ.
3: Yeah. I, what, what did you go? Tyree, Kill Brown and Zeke?
0: I had Zeke, who was, you know, I mean, he was fine. And then Antonio Brown right. played one game. Harry Kill was good when he was on the field, but that was not that often. It was like
3: the first three quarters of the first game.
0: Yeah, and then I don't even remember who else I had. Josh Allen was, I was
3: Yeah, I, it was kind of a surprising strategy by your group, I have to say. It was it was not, It was was not. an ultra-aggressive move that could have been... Yeah. You could have won the league easily, but, you know...
0: Not at all, but it's all right. You yeah, got new year, hopefully.
3: Yeah, New year, wipe the slate clean. I like, uh, are, are we doing the picks the night of the draft? No, we'll do it before. Before, okay. I wasn't sure how we did that. I
0: I'm not to doing be the picks
3: the night of the draft, Roz. I
0: don't care. I don't give a shit about your conclusion. Dude, collusion, fucking
2: fine. Here, whatever. here's, and I'm,
1: this is, we're, we're going off on this face. podcast. We're going off
2: on this podcast for a second. Just, I want you to be in a room by yourself. I don't want anybody else there. Okay. Cool. All right, that's so. So thank you guys so much for tuning Probably in to, happen, to the opening line. This has been the running back edition. I'm glad you got some banter there at the end. Uh, we'll be back next week with wide receivers, the best position in sports. Your boy Roz was a All-State, going to be Hall of Fame wide receiver until he blew out his ankle. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll catch you. This is where we like to keep the line moving, and uh, have a great week, everybody. Yay!